0: Hi, Rockstar, Christina Cantus from The C Method here. I'm currently on maternity leave and taking a break from the podcast, but I'm excited to share with you a selection of best of episodes, which are some of my personal favourites from the standout Get Noticed back catalogue. To get access to 200-plus podcast episodes as well as monthly online courses and live webinars, become a premium member and join The C Method Academy at thecmethod.com join. In this best of episode, I take you back to January 2018, when I set myself the challenge to stop editing my solo podcasts. I learned a lot about overcoming perfectionism and getting out of my comfort zone. This was a big step for me and a real turning point in how I go about creating podcasts. Enjoy. (laughs) Hi there, Rockstar, and welcome to episode 144 of Standout Get Noticed. Christina with you here. I hope you're having an amazing start to 2018. If you haven't already, the start of the year is a very good time to reevaluate where you're at in your career or in your business. And what are some challenges and perhaps big changes you want to make in order to take yourself to the next level? Now, I say this because I have been challenged to make some major changes to the way I create this podcast, and the impact of these changes could potentially be overwhelmingly beneficial to my listenership and to my business, or it could harm it. I guess it could go either way. So it's a big step out of my comfort zone, and in this podcast, I want to share with you what I'm doing why I'm doing it and what it means for you and the challenges that you may set for yourself. Okay, I'm just going to tell you what the change is now. I have been given the challenge to no longer edit my solo podcasts. So this particular episode you're listening to right now this episode is being done in a single take, with no editing out of any ums or awkward pauses, messed up words, and and so on. Now you may not think it's a big deal, but it is, and I'll share why it's relevant to you in a moment. But first, I want to share the story of how this all came about. Over the weekend, so the weekend just gone. I had a two-day intensive coaching and planning session with my business coach. Her name is Farnoosh Brock of Prolific Living. You can find her at prolificliving.com. I've been working with her since July last year and it has been truly transformational. I committed to a 13-month program with her, which was a huge leap out of my comfort zone in terms of the time commitment and the investment, of course, but it has been absolutely worth it and one of the best business decisions I've ever made. Anyway, as part of the program, she flew down to Melbourne from North Carolina in the US to spend these two days with me. That was part of the program, which was so amazing. Now, one of the topics we discussed was areas in my business where I felt like I was wasting time or doing tasks that I could easily outsource. And one thing that came up was the editing of this podcast. I told Farnoosh, I would love to consistently be able to outsource my podcast editing, but it's been difficult finding someone who who does a great job and who is reliable and so on. And Farnoosh said to me, do you need to edit the podcast? I said, yes, of course, especially the interviews because they often run longer and I want to cut them down so they flow better. And she said, okay, then what about your solo shows? Do you really need to edit your solo shows? Could you? Or what if you couldn't edit your solo shows? What if you just did them in one take? And I, at this suggestion, I immediately got that tingly feeling in my tummy when I think about something that is way out of my comfort zone. And I also, I begin to laugh. Like I have this nervous laugh when things like this come up. And when this happens, I know that it's, it's always a sign that this is something that scares me. So I get a tingly feeling in my tummy and I start to nervously laugh. Now you may be thinking, but Christina, it doesn't sound like you edit your podcasts already. You know, I thought you didn't edit. Anyway, that's what my mum said to me when I told her this. Now, if that's the case and you don't think that I edit my podcast already, that means I've done a really, really good job at editing. Um, I'll tell you what happens, right, when I normally do my podcasts, I plan them, I write out the intro and I write out the dot points I want to make and then I sit down and then I record. And of course, I make mistakes here and there. I might mess up a sentence, I might pronounce a word wrong, or I might bump the microphone like like this or something. I might, I might hesitate. I might say a few ums. And then sometimes there's stuff that happens outside my control, like a loud noise from outside. I live next to a busy road. So whenever say a Harley Davidson would rumble by, I would actually pause, wait for it to go by and then restart that sentence and then edit out that bit where the the motorbike goes by. Or sometimes I just don't like the way I sound when I say a particular sentence. <laughs> I used to be a voiceover artist, and that required a lot of takes. Like I would do the same sentence over and over again. I think, oh, how could I, how can I say that better? And I think that sort of flowed over into the way I record the podcast. Thinking, oh, that that sentence wasn't quite right, wasn't quite perfect. I'm going to re-record it. So, so I would stop and start the sentence again. You know, so eighty percent. And I would say about 80% of those little imperfections, those little stuff-ups, I would edit out. I would go through and find those bits and edit out those pauses. Put simply, the ability to edit my podcast is my safety net. I don't have to worry about making mistakes because I know I can just fix them later, right? Easy. And the reason I felt so uncomfortable when Farnoosh suggested to do a podcast in one take and not edit anything out it made me feel uncomfortable because this meant that i would no longer have that safety net it i would be pushed to the edge of my comfort barrier and and what was i you know i started to think what was i really afraid of and i i had to dig deep and these were the thoughts these are the thoughts that run through my mind when i think about not editing my podcast and the potential impact of that firstly i'm afraid that if i mess up if I'm not perfect or close to perfect, I won't be seen by you, the listener. I won't be seen as professional or polished. I'll be afraid of people picking out my mistakes. Oh, she made a mistake there. She messed that up. I That would then lead to, you know, my podcast not being as effective or as engaging. I'm afraid that it won't be as good a listening experience, which then would lead to people tuning out or stop listening altogether. And then the underlying part of that is that people don't like me. They think, oh, Christina's no good. She's a terrible podcaster. And as a result of that, I'll stop getting leads from the podcast, which means that my business will suffer. Now, all of these thoughts, you're probably thinking, man, this chick's mental. Look, all of these thoughts are completely irrational, but it is a real fear of mine. Ultimately comes down to a fear of not being good enough, which stems from this fear of being rejected and a lot of us have this fear we all want to be liked we all want to be accepted by by those around us it's a very primal fear and i completely see the irony of this how I, I you know i help others to be confident and to push outside their comfort zone and i'm constantly talking about this but i want to I, I feel like it's important to share this because i want you to know that it never goes away my friend it never goes away this fear of, of rejection. And even though we can manage it really well, we can get better at managing it, we can go on and, and push ourselves and push ourselves, it's still always going to be there. You see, we create these little comfort bubbles for ourselves, which are safe. They're there to protect us. But in reality, the real growth and opportunity is outside of that bubble. And to get out of that bubble... We have to experience some discomfort. We just have to. But what happens is as soon as we step outside of that bubble, as soon as we push past, we immediately create another one for ourselves and then another and then another. Think of a time where you did something that scared you. Maybe you gave a presentation to a group of colleagues who you know and trust. So that pushed you out of your comfort bubble a little bit. But then once you did it, you realized, oh, I can do this. I wasn't so bad. So you do another one and then another one and then another one and you soon become comfortable with this. So comfortable, in fact, you feel like you can do it at the drop of a hat. You can do it in your sleep. This is a sign that you've successfully pushed past that comfort bubble. Soon your boss asks you to give a presentation to some important clients. Immediately you feel your stomach turn and your heart race at the very thought. Now this is then that next level. You've reached the boundary of the next comfort bubble. You see, you create another one for yourself. And as soon as you become comfortable with that, with presenting to clients, then the next challenge will come up and you'll fear that same fear. And what we do is we keep expanding and expanding the bubble. And the only way that you will see rapid growth and reach those high levels of success that you desire is if you're willing to constantly push through each layer of bubble as it comes up. Now this happened to me with this podcast. So at the start, even recording a solo show was scary enough. Even putting myself out there was scary enough. And I had to script everything and I would read it. Then eventually I became comfortable with that. So I began to dot point my content and I I had the the comfort to add, ad lib a little bit. So then that was the next bubble. And now the next Comfort bubble I have to push through is doing my whole podcast in a single take, warts and all, and to be okay with it. So, going back to my irrational fears, naturally, my mind just goes crazy with all the bad things I think will happen if I did my podcast in one take with no editing. And this happens like our minds are. You know, we are not our thoughts. Our minds are there to keep us safe and to solve problems and they overanalyze everything, but it's often irrational. Um, so I had to take a step back and, and I had to think about how not editing the podcast would serve me. So instead of thinking about all the terrible things that are going to happen, I started to think about, okay, what are all the amazing, wonderful, useful, beneficial things that will happen? How is this going to help me? and this is what I came up with. Firstly, it would save me time, not having to edit the podcast. It will save me time. I mean, it hasn't saved me time today because I had to make sure I was over-prepared for this podcast. So I spent an inordinate amount of time um, planning and writing this podcast, but I know that that will get shorter and shorter as I become more comfortable, right? So ultimately it will save me time. Secondly, it'll teach me to be more prepared going in. So instead of going, okay, I've got all my main bits, but if I need to Google something halfway through, that's cool. I can just pause it, come back, edit that out. I can't do that anymore. I need to be much more prepared going in. Can you hear the construction workers next door? I used to freak out about you guys hearing that and I would – I hated recording in my apartment because, you know, they're building this apartment building next to ours and and I had to record at night so you couldn't hear it. And now I'm just letting it go in the background and I pr- you, you probably can't even hear it but just wanted to let you know that's what I freak out about, all these irrational things. Okay, where was I? Oh, yes, doing this also, so doing the podcast un- un- unedited, it would help me to become a better public speaker. And this is something I spoke about with Farnoush. She says, you have no problem getting up on stage and giving a 5, 10, 60-minute presentation and you're not edited there. You can't go back and and edit yourself. And I thought that's totally true and I feel really good about getting up on stage and speaking. And it's the same with day-to-day conversations, in meetings, in one-on-one conversations. We don't go back and edit ourselves. So why should the podcast be any different, right? People shouldn't expect it to be this ridiculously perfect robotic thing. So I thought if I can practice delivering a really engaging, high-quality podcast without the editing, then that's going to then translate over to the stage. It will help me to be a bit more aware of what I'm saying. Am I, um, you know, taking care with how I'm saying something? All of that translates. The next thing, the next benefit that I thought of, would be that it could actually make this podcast even more authentic and more engaging. I remember I had some feedback from my friend Matt Baker who joined me on the show in episode 114. We talked about growth mindset and he he's a regular podcast listener as well. And he said to, I remember he said to me, Christina, you know what? one of my favorite episodes has been, He said, that episode when you recorded from the back of your van when you were driving back from Burning Man. Now, I don't know if you've listened to that one, but it's episode 127 and I had to get a podcast out that day and we were driving back from Burning Man to LA and I thought I have to do a podcast. So I sat in the back of the van, set up the microphone and just did one take, unedited podcast about what I'd learned from Burning Man. And I was mentioning how we were going over potholes and going around corners and how things sometimes slid around a little bit and it was a bit, you know, disruptive. But Matt said to me, you know, that was my fa- one of my favourite episodes because it was so immediate. It felt in the moment. I felt like I was there with you. It was so dynamic and that was something that I I really didn't expect, that he would like that about the show. So I thought, well, you know, if, if that is true, then maybe it could be true for other episodes as well. So who knows? It might be more engaging and authentic, but you'll have to let me know because otherwise I, I won't be able to uh, tell. Okay, so uh, leading on from that, the reason why – I had to think about this as well. The reason why this podcast is such a powerful lead generator for me is because people listen to the podcast, they relate to me, they relate to my message and my style. They and they find they find my approach engaging. And then they reach out. They they come to me and a lot of people say, "Hey, I found you through the podcast. I really loved what you had to share. I loved your style, loved your personality. I found you really engaging. Can we have a conversation about, you know, how we might work together?" And I get a lot of clients that way through this podcast. And I thought to myself, "Wow, if the show becomes more authentic and more o- engaging, Surely this would then create a stronger connection with my audience, resulting in even, even more leads potentially, right? So this has the potential to benefit my business on a, on a massive level. Um, and the irony was that I was afraid that it would completely do the opposite. And look, it might. I'm not sure. I'm going to have to find out. And that's the whole point of, of this experiment. I, I want to see what difference does it make. So when I thought about these benefits, it seemed crazy to not go for it, to to, to not do the, the, edit, the editing or to not not do it. Sorry, a bit confusing there. But of course, I don't know what the results will be for sure. I just need to put it out there and see what happens. Okay, I feel like I've spoken about myself a lot in this episode, which I don't normally do, but I feel it's important for this particular thing. I really wanted to share it with you. But taking this story, taking this lesson from me, I want to turn it over to you. If I can do this, then I know that you can do it too. All right, this was scary for me. I want you to think about what is an area of your life where you're protecting yourself in your little comfort bubble. And it could be a big thing like going for a promotion at work or delivering a speech, or it could be something really small like making eye contact with a stranger or the barista who makes your coffee. It could be ordering what you really feel like at a restaurant instead of just the oh, just the usual, you know, getting out of your comfort zone, order something different. There are all these little things in life that we tend to pull back from as soon as we feel a little discomfort. So here's here's my suggestion to you. As you go through this process, I want you to, number one, be aware. Of when you get those tingly butterflies in your tummy, or maybe maybe that fear or that discomfort manifests itself in other ways. Maybe your heart races. What I want you to be aware: what are these signs? These physiological signs that you're getting pushed to the edge of your comfort bubble. What comes up for you? Do you give a little nervous laugh like me? Do you you know what is that? Do you get a sinking feeling in your stomach? What is it? Just be aware of that. And when this happens. Number two, this is number two, when this happens, I want you to ask yourself, why am I feeling this discomfort? Why am I feeling this? What am I afraid of here? And, and take a step further and think, okay, what is the pain that I am avoiding? This discomfort, why am I feeling it? What is that pain that I am being presented with as a potential pain And why, why, what, and what do I fear is going to happen? Okay, that's the second thing. Number three, once you can take a step back and see why this is causing you discomfort. So for me, you know, it was, it was about realizing, okay, this is, this, I have no safety net anymore. I might, you know, I might not put out a good, a good show. That you know, that was the fear that I had. So once you take a step back and see why this is causing you discomfort, start to explore how leaning into this discomfort is going to help you. Think about what benefits it will have for you. Will you grow? Maybe you'll achieve new things. Maybe you'll gain more respect. Think about all the brilliant, wonderful things that lie on the other side of that comfort bubble. This will help you to look at it in a different way. So instead of thinking about all the terrible things that could happen, think about all the amazing positive things that could happen. And then number four, take a deep breath pause and gently lean into this discomfort so when it comes up try to relax I know I know that sometimes I'll, I'll I'm like just force yourself jump into it just jump in like go do it into your comfort zone but you can also approach approach it in a calm and relaxed manner okay you don't want to approach it in an anxious worked up frantic manner so as soon as you feel that discomfort that that thing come up where you go oh this is pushing me to my edge, I want you to take a deep breath and to gently move towards it. Lean into it. A couple of podcasts ago, it was episode 140 uh, with Sean Resnick. He is a naturopath and life coach, and we 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 go deep into how to deal with anxiety. And one thing that Sean talks about is to move towards that thing that scares you instead of backing away. If you want to go, if you want to, if you missed that one definitely go listen to that. That's episode 140 with Sean. Okay, so those are the four steps I suppose that I took to to work into this and to to push through this comfort barrier. And I know that if I can do it, you can do it too. So that is my challenge to you. I was given a challenge by my coach and now as your uh, coach, mentor, accountability, podcaster, whatever, I'm now setting you this challenge as well. And having done this, having almost gotten to the end now, I've got to say that I am very proud of myself, and um, and I thank you, dear listener, for sticking with me. I hope this has been useful for you. I also want to say a huge thank you to Farnoush Brock, Brock, my amazing coach, for for helping me to become aware that I even had this comfort bubble and that I'd created it for myself, and and I want to thank you for challenging me to push through it. Now. As we wrap up, I am realizing that I may not necessarily continue to do my podcast this way. The thing that will determine whether I continue to record my podcast in one take or not is how it affects you, you, Mr. or Mrs. Listener, and I would love your feedback. Did you enjoy this unedited episode? And if so, why? Why did you enjoy it? Why is that important to you? Did you prefer the unedited podcast the uh, or oh, sorry do you prefer the unedited me or the edited me perhaps you do prefer a, a slicker more polished podcast without construction sounds in the background i would love to know give me your honest feedback email me i am cc at the cmethod.com that's letter c cc at the cmethod.com Or you can tweet me. I'm at CJ Canters, at CJ Canters. I'm really curious to know because without your feedback, I am just some chick in her lounge room talking to herself. Okay. Um, I have – I did put – I'm going to put a summary of this episode and links to those other episodes that I mentioned in the show notes at thecmethod.com slash raw because this is Christina Goes Raw and unedited. Thecmethod.com/raw. I'll put links there to how you can connect with Farnoosh as well if you want to personally write to her and thank her for um, pushing Christina and producing an amazing podcast. Whatever. And that is all from me this week. Wow, I'm so excited that I did that. Very proud of myself. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today. Keep on being awesome, okay? And I will talk to you next week. My name's Christina Canters, and this has been Standout. Get noticed.